0: This is a Rooster Teeth production. Honestly, there is no way that this tree would ever fall on us while we're recording.
1: Dude. Um, I, I'm glad I picked this. No? Huh. You want to see something confusing? Yeah. Huh. That tree has a giant metal pole Whoa. sticking out of the top oh, of it yeah. that can't
2: be— It got eaten by the tree. It, yeah, and it was probably up. on the ground at one point and then just got just lifted, it up lifted up with into it. it. Uh, That's well, wild. I think we'll be okay. The tree just needs the tree's been here for probably 400 years. 500 years. We yeah. just need it to hold together for another what, did, four, hour. what do you think this is a redwood? 400 years? It's a it's a huge oak. How long do you think that tree's been there? 120 years max. No
1: way. 120 years max. No. Yeah. There's no way. How, how long do you think that tree's been here, Eric? About four hundred and fifty years. Yeah, there is no way. Four hundred. Come on. I'm just trying to create. Conversation. That's ridiculous. I'm just trying to create conversation. That is ridiculous. Oh, I'm taking a photo.
2: <laughs> you don't have any scale, like I do, for I how the scale. You, you, you don't it's have the, the whole base you, you don't have matters. the whole tree in the photo.
0: Picture <laughs> of Gus running away. This guy. This guy fucking left. This guy fucking left. What do you mean? I don't, look at this. There's plenty of scale.
2: According to the little tag on it, it's five thousand six hundred seventy-four years old. <laughs> That sounds right. So I wanted to, you know, we, we sat down and uh, listed a bunch of coffee shops all around town. And I wanted to find a coffee sh- another coffee shop down here south of the river in the Old Torf area because we've spent a lot of time here.
1: Let me ask you guys uh, just a, a quick aside. This is the second time it's been brought up that you guys compiled a list of coffee shops together for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Nobody asked me or included me. He walked into my I'm feeling He, very, he, he I'm walked feeling into very he walked up out. to my desk
2: dude, at work and was like, Hey, let's come up with a list of coffee Be shops and we at the office. Came up with a list of coffee I shops. I don't work at the office.
1: Yeah. There you go. You that's miss that's hey
2: problem. you hey you miss school, you miss out, man. That, that's fair. that's uh, fair. you can send us a list of coffee. Not not you
0: the listener, Jeff. <laughs> send us coffee. Yeah, yeah. coffee I also um, I also that's it's selfish for me to go, uh, hey, what coffee shops should we do? Because because truly I, I just don't want to look them up. Like before. I just want to look them up like day of and yeah. go like, okay, let's see what looks good today.
2: Yeah. yeah but yeah. I wanted to find another one down here down south, uh, because we spent a lot of time here. There are not a lot of coffee shops off of Old Torf. Uh off of the Old area. We found this creme coffee. Is yeah. that Cafe Cremo? Cafe Cremo. Can we review the coffee
1: real quick? Uh yeah, sure. Real fast. Yeah. I think Gus you nailed it earlier when you said it tastes like old, It tastes like old Ultor. I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> I think four is pretty generous. I was, I was thinking drink it, but I'm two gonna give it or three.
0: Th- this uh, is an afternoon recording so maybe we're getting some afternoon brews but woof.
2: Yeah. Um, Keep on the inside. That place is packed. That place is hopping and it must be a side effect of the fact that there really to, there still aren't very many coffee shops down here. I think every table was taken. That's why we're recording at the park like around yeah. the corner because it was there was no place to sit down there.
1: And it was full of like like uh, young hip people and like look like college students and like business people doing businessy stuff. Not what, uh, not the crowd
2: I would expect to find on Ultor. or that that not not the crowd that we were when we were on Ultor. That being said, when we parked here at this park to uh, come and record, we parked behind this uh, car. And uh, it looked like there was a dude in there jerking it. He did. He did. By himself in the car. He just took off. Yeah. (laughs) He saw us pop out the microphones and start running around pointing at a tree, and he left. (laughs) He saw us pop out the microphones. He popped off and drove off. Yeah. um, It's uh, I've. You know, it's funny. I've driven driven up and down Parker hundreds, if not thousands of times, but I've never turned down this. street. I've never set foot into this park, which is just... An empty lot with sidewalk and a couple of trees.
1: Uh, well, and to be fair, what appears to be the entrance to uh, Murder Woods.
2: <laughs> We're right by. Like, if you wanted to be stabbed in the woods, that's your front door. What do you think that sign says? There's a sign that's behind some vines that's overgrown. I'll go down and look. It says I'll, I'll go look. I think it says gross. "Gus is okay. going to go look." All
0: right, Gus is going to go look. Uh, Action, Gus. This is a this is a weird part of town, and when you talk about like what old Austin used to be, I think it's. I mean, like, it's weird down here, man. Yeah. It's weird that nothing got, like, built up or revitalized. That one coffee shop in, like,
1: a condemned building is all we found. The wild thing about it is, Eric, is it's like you're right in that it still sucks. Yeah. And it's still a lot, like, you know, Gus and I lived over here. This was where we worked and lived Mm -hmm. for the first five years we were friends, probably. So we're intimately versed with this part of town. Not this part, Um, though. Not this park though, but uh, it is simultaneously like stuck in time, like I'm driving back into 1999, and we're about to go to work at Tele Network. Yeah. And also, it's believe it or not, a lot nicer. Yeah, there. Even it, though it's not nice, it is a, nicer.
2: By the way, the the sign said all pets on leash. And oh. if, if you look down Please into do take your pets down. If there. you look down into the grow zone, there's actually signs in a trail down there. Oh. I think they intend for you to walk down there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Despite the but fact, not walk back up. Yeah. You know there. W- There's some road construction going on in Old Torf. Um, There's that P. Terry's there, and there's that new Whataburger where the Luby's used to be. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, everything else looks identical down there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's like some of the signs have changed, some of the businesses have changed, but all the buildings are for the most part the same. Yeah. Uh, And even most of them, it's like it's a different Vietnamese restaurant than it used to be. Right. You know? The first time I had Pho was right down there. Me too. Wow. Mushi took us there, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I remember they had a sign. On the wall, advertising their smoothies. I don't know if you remember this, and I loved that sign. It was my favorite sign ever I saw in a restaurant because it, it proclaimed that their smoothies were made from the fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that made from the fresh. <laughs> you used to say that all the I time. Say it all the time, it's made from the fresh. It's so good. That's funny. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, but uh, yeah, it's it is weird. It is uh, like Riverside has changed a lot. We talked about that when we were down there. at Yeah, Milt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving down Old Torf right now, it is largely the same. Wanfu, which we mentioned before, is a dentist office now. Um, that's but, a change, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's 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 pretty much the same. Some of the apartment complexes look like they've received some updated paint and signs, but they're largely the same as well. Do you remember if you go down
1: the hill? And you like go over, back up the hill over at Burleson over there. Going left oh. on, Bur- uh, going going east on Ulltorf. Okay. You go you go down oldtorf You go down the hill. Yeah. That's where you take a left down to Pleasant Valley to go yeah. back to where like J Ray and those guys lived. And then there didn't used to be a right. Now you can take a right. Yeah. There's a whole last street that goes to the right. It's still Pleasant but, Valley. But if you go up the hill a little bit on the left, um, like maybe about a halfway up the hill before you crest it, there are like two little apartments, like yeah, or like four plexes. I spent Y two K over there. Do you? Well, that's a story I'd like to hear. Uh, <laughs> do you remember a couple years after RT started, but before maybe it took off? Well, I guess it took off pretty quickly, but somewhere in that area when we were still familiar with this, yeah. this part of town. Do you remember when that guy had that huge party on their back deck and it was a homemade back deck that wasn't? safe yeah and it collapsed and like
2: 40 people fell yeah oh
1: my god yeah people got
2: fucked up i felt like there was a rash of that around that time in austin where people had you can have mine you can have Uh, my (laughs) (laughs) car. uh people had like homemade decks that collapsed and like lots of people got injured and and or died our servers for rooster teeth used to be right down the road down there on old torf uh like if you kept going where kept going down old torf to where it intersects montopolis at the southwest corner of that intersection, there's, like, a nondescript office park, and there's actually a bunch of co-location facilities in that office park. And where T&I used to be? Yeah. Like, three doors down from there. That's why T&I was there, was because of all, all the colocation. Like, it's like a hub for telecommunications I guess I city. didn't
1: realize we were co-locating there at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, probably,
2: I, I probably knew that. Yeah, um... Our servers, initially, when we started, were kind of spread over. Then we had them in Sacramento for a long time. Then, uh, over the course of a weekend, I had to migrate them to Austin. So I flew to Sacramento, loaded them up in a SUV, and then drove them all back to Austin and installed them down here at Old Torf and uh, Montopolis.
1: You know, you talked about that intersection of Old Torf and Montopolis, where Old Torf tees into yeah. Montopolis right there. Do you remember that there was a little house right there that, uh, that got raided because it was an illegal casino?
2: What? I forgot about that. What? Yeah. Yeah, Hang on. What?
1: They had like I remember seeing pictures in the new in the paper. They had like I mean it was a fucking ramshack a little house, but they had like uh like backgammon and shit and I th- I want to say they had uh, roulette. Wow. Yeah. It's like a little casino operating. Kind of like that game night movie. Yeah. Yeah. Except with money and probably unsavory yeah, probably, sorts. Probably not I would funny imagine. And, yeah. uh, uh,
2: and surprisingly good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like game night, game, yeah, game night was pretty good. I thought I felt like that flew under the radar. It was a, a great movie, it was solid, it was yeah. a great movie, yeah. It was really funny, <laughs> uh, stray from the premise. Um, there, I feel like there's a lot of that though, like a lot of you know, wink, quasi legal gambling, yeah, around here, especially yeah. like once you get to the outskirts of town, it's like game room, <laughs> smiley face, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, charity sweepstakes, like that kind of stuff. And I don't, I don't know how that stuff stays in business, yeah, or it doesn't get, I guess. Other priorities. Who cares, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to go and do some illegal gambling, fuck it. Who cares? So but, you were saying you were saying you
1: went up and down Parker a million times. Yeah, you've never been to this park.
2: I lived over here. I'm sure you remember the the, sl- the slanted apartment I lived in was yeah. right down here off of uh, Royal Crest, just down over here. And I used to take this all the time to come. Either I'd go this way or like the next block over to get down to the call center, which is just south of here. And uh, I never, I've never, I've never turned back here. There's a lot, a lot of little houses and stuff. And it's oddly enough. Every house has a sign that says private drive. I wonder if they have like a problem with people parking in their driveways. Oh, it's probably a pretty popular park here. (laughs) (laughs) With all
1: the the tree and bench. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a good jerk-off
2: spot, according to that guy that uh, that we displaced.
1: I mean, it was. Until Until
2: we showed up and ruined his fun. Oh, it's that same sign. All pets on leash. That's the same one that's over there. Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, So anyway, uh, maybe you can help me. Because I uh, when I was Buying my first house over here, you know, because the first house I bought was yeah, East of Here. East of here. And uh I remember house shopping and then after I bought the house, I drove around here a little bit too. And I remember somewhere in this vicinity, there was a big old white mansion that was like on like what must have been like six acres of land. It had huge it reminds me actually of a a place kind of an old infield. Yeah. And it was like so out of place and so nice and so fancy. And I always thought, like, man, like those guys are just holding on till till the neighborhood comes back. I guess probably lived here forever. Uh, And I tried to drive by and check it out during the pandemic and see how, like, whatever happened to that place. And I can't find it. I thought, and I've Google Map. I've looked on like Google Street View to try to find it, and Google Earth to try to find it, and I can't fucking find it. So I know I'm misremembering it. But do you know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, I want to say it's in one of two locations. It was either right here off of Parker, like just a little north of here, on the west side. Yeah, or it was down off of Montopolis north of Riverside on the west side of the street
1: yeah well, if it was montopolis side miss it. that might be where i maybe
2: it's it's one of it's one of those two I, I can i can vaguely picture the place you're talking about but yeah i i they i mean they probably gave up they probably sold it and made a bunch of money i've looked for it like
1: 3 or 4 times and uh, i'm have half convinced myself that i made it up no 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 <laughs> so. i think i think i saw it
2: okay I I don't know if uh, if the mics pick it up, but we're really close to I thirty five. We got a little bit of that uh, Austin traffic audio texture. Hopefully Mm -hmm. picked up. If you hear audio texture of like a loud crack, then all three of us should get up and run as fast as possible. Yeah. Because then the tree's falling on us. This tree is fucked. It is barely off. In parts over here, it's barely off the ground. Yeah. Um. So I. I, It
1: does not fall far to fall. It would be okay. Oh, no, no, parts, no. The, the part the above us, us has
2: a long way to yeah. fall. Dude,
1: it's not going to fall
2: right now on us.
1: That's what I'm saying.
2: Famous last words, right? Yeah. I mean, we have it we have it This tree
0: is what? At least how old? 450 years. <laughs> 400, 500 years. <laughs>
2: well, let, let me see what Twitter said. Um, <laughs> while you check that, I saw a, a headline last night that uh. I thought might be uh, a good segue to talk about some some stuff here on this podcast. I saw that, I don't know if you saw this or not, uh, I guess Jesse Eisenberg signed on to do a movie with the zelner brothers holy
1: shit dude the zelner brothers are doing a movie with jesse eisenberg and a bunch of other famous people I he's think. gonna play sasquatch question mark so <laughs> is the, are they remaking that fucking movie that they made where the do you remember that no. where bernie played like bernie played a sasquatch in
2: a movie for them i don't remember that back in like 98 maybe i, I do not remember that i'm gonna look it up so yeah jesse eisenberg i, I thought i think they're playing the, they're making a movie called sasquatch and i thought jesse eisenberg signed on to play sasquatch you know nathan Zellner worked with us for years uh at rooster teeth he's the voice of andy the bomb did a lot of our like special effects work and Crazy. uh yeah he was you know awesome working with nathan for all those years uh you know he was always working on these um you know film projects with his brother david and you know really had a lot of accolades. They were way more successful than, than we ever were. You know, always had films playing at Sundance. And uh, it, it's just wild to see, you know, them come back up again, you know, make making another movie about Sasquatch. So in 2001, they made a movie called Frontier. And
1: in that movie, I think Bernie played a Sasquatch. And then there's, they're, they're, I love those dudes, but they're weird. Because then in 2010, they made a short called Sasquatch Birth Journal Number Two. <laughs> And now they're making, I guess, a movie with Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. And do you remember who else was in it? I'm trying to look it
2: up. No, I don't remember this at all. Oh, you're talking about the new movie? Yeah. No, no, no. I just read the Jesse Eisenberg part. I think uh, I read it like in Variety or something. Let's see if it's on IMDb. It's so new, it's not on IMDb yet. Here, okay, wow. I hold have, I have my link here. Oh, it was not Variety I read it on. It was on Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, yeah. It talks about some of the stuff you talked about here. Sasquatch Breath Journal 2. No, there's no mention of any other casting. I saw
1: it on Reddit.
2: So well, I have the I have my source right in front of me. So we'll go with that. But yeah, I mean, it was it was, I felt like there was a period of time where we, you know, we obviously we worked with Nathan, and uh, we you know we went to Sundance a couple of times, just kind of like as as oddities, you know, with Red versus Blue and Rooster Teeth. But I felt like the Zellners and the Duplass brothers were always oh, there. Yeah. You know, they the Duplasses yeah. were also from this area and. I was always like really envious of all of them because they were getting like the mainstream, like well, not mainstream, but like the real critical accolade at these film festivals. And uh, in fact, I think that didn't the Duplass brothers film one of their films with our uh, HVX camera? Wasn't it Baghead? Baghead, yeah. yeah they, they, oh, really? Well, I remember that was like that was so bittersweet because they borrowed
1: all of our gear that we cre- that we bought so that we could make a movie, and then they, they borrowed made all that gear, <laughs> and, they and then it. they made a movie called Baghead. And then sold it for a million dollars at Sundance, Oh. and they gave us all the equipment back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's your fucking camera, dipshit.
1: <laughs> and then they went off to be the, the, the. I mean, they were already they were already on the way up, but then yeah. they went
2: off to be the fucking,
1: you know, Duplass Brothers, right? right. And uh, yeah, you, we you, never made that, <laughs> we you, didn't make that movie you for had, a long, long
2: time. You had a great idea years ago when you know back before Rooster Teeth, we used to always like kick around these creative ideas and projects that we wanted to make. And so we never got around to it. This was always one of my favorites. And I think it didn't get off the ground because we have no musical talent. Oh, boy. But you wanted to start a band. <laughs> and uh, you wanted to call it Brother Versus Brother. <laughs> and you wanted it to be two lead singers who both pretend like they're brothers. And each song is just them talking shit about the other brother. <laughs> and then every... It was basically like a parody of Oasis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, but every
1: concert ends after like the second song because they just fight. And it's, one of them walks off. That's such a good idea. Or they just get into a, like a physical like, altercation. Brawl. Yeah, I wanted it to be, I thought if we did it right, so funny, I'd forgotten about this until just this moment. But if we did it right, I thought we would never have to play the instruments. Like if you just if you got, if you got it right and got the fight just right at the uh-huh. beginning, like in the open, like welcome, thanks for watching, coming out to brother versus brother, and I, I wanted Dan Godwin to be in it because he was yeah. very, musically talented, and you just and it just disintegrates in front of the audience immediately every time, and you never actually play a song.
0: That's genius.
1: Yeah. Let's
2: do it. I think we're, we're too old now to yeah. to get up on stage and uh, and have a, a physical fight. Now anymore. it'd be older
1: uncle versus other older uncle. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> family Thanksgiving. What's <laughs> <laughs> funny? I mean, that's that's all we would do. I felt like working, you know, such uncreative jobs, such mind numbing jobs. Like that's uh, that was always our outlet. That's why we started making those websites that yeah. we talked about before. It's just like trying to find that creative outlet and trying to find a way to. Express yourself however possible uh, while doing the most awful work ever.
1: I it'd be like, all right, well, this first song, it's a song about my brother. It's called, uh, uh, I did catch you jacking off in the bathroom in, tw- in 12th grade, and your dick is smaller than mine. And then your brother's like, I'm not playing that. I already told you I'm not playing that song. We're going to play Mom Likes Me Best. And he's like, no, I don't want to play Mom Likes Me Best. <laughs> Sorry. Just...
2: It was a great idea. Reconnecting
1: with old, old,
2: we it's, had so much, we it's, had, ugh. It's funny when you hear one of your own old ideas and you're like, oh man, that's really funny, like it still makes you laugh, like you still think it's a really good idea. Mm.
1: I have learned that the human brain is remarkably consistent. I've noticed that when I watch, uh, on occasion, like I, I don't make a habit of it, but if I, if I need to watch an old piece of Rooster content mm-hmm. that I'm in, like an old Achievement Hunter video or something, and I get lost in the moment, I see the like. I will not in memory, but I'll be like, "Oh, I sh- I should have said that." Oh no, I did say that. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, I only have like four jokes." Yep. But like, I-, I made that video eight years ago, and I- my still my first thought is to make that same joke I made eight years ago. Why mess with success? Why mess with the success? Or why grow as a <laughs> as a talent in any way whatsoever? Just well, stick to the same four things you know. <laughs>
2: when there are solid four things, you don't you don't have to grow very much. Are you captivated by the unknown? Do you obsess over unexplained phenomena? Do you frighten easily? Behold, Red Web, a podcast all about unsolved mysteries, true crime, conspiracies, and the supernatural. With an appetite for the unknown, hosts Trevor Collins and Alfredo Diaz dissect a new unsolved mystery every week from true crime to paranormal events and conspiracies. Each episode dives into the timelines, the facts, and the popular theories that attempt to explain what's really happening with these strange incidents. Join them this month as they explore creepy forest events like Bella in the Witch Elm, Rendlesham Forest, and the Black Forest Haunting. Check out Red Web now, available wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to get the episodes a day early, head over to redwebpod.com. Hang on, real
0: quick. You guys talked about, and I didn't realize this, we're right by the apartments that you guys met at?
1: Well, I wouldn't say we met. Yeah, I guess we did
2: I mean, you told the story. It's like where we first really started talking and hanging out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I knew who he was. I think we said hello to each other before, but it was when he walked in and I was like, I'm going to make it,
0: he's was, popular,
2: I'm going to make it's friends like with that
0: him. That was the party that you were like on time to and... Oh,
2: I was an hour early. Oh, that's it. what it was. Yeah. You were an hour early it, and it, so you just waited. It's, it's like across the street from that cafe cram. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. remember. They, the names have changed. We were, we were trying to remember who lived there and uh, specifically. And I think we I think we remembered it. I think we I think we got yeah.
1: it. Yeah. We uh so when we lived over here and we worked at, at T&I, I want to say T&I had at that point about 60 employees. Sure. And by when I left, there were a couple hundred. Now there's over 1000. But those 60 employees, they were all like almost everybody was 22 or 23 and going to UT or Texas State, yeah. or Southwest Texas back then, I guess, or uh, ACC, and they all... It, it really was like a community. Like, everybody in that place was... Because, was, like, if you got a job there, you got your friend to work there, you, your friend got somebody to work there, before you knew you'd it, like... You'd invite your friend to come rob the place. You'd invite your friend to come rob the place, and then you guys would play all the game, all the Dreamcast games you stole. And so it really was like a, kind of a community, and I feel like every apartment complex within, like, three miles of Old Torf, had at least one or two TNI employees living in it, and so like by by virtue of that, we all we all ended up in all of those apartment complex at parties. Yeah, you know, well, this was obviously. I mean, this was this was really was our like yeah, hub.
2: This was like you know the cheapest place to live in Austin. It might still yeah. be now, uh, but it was definitely very student focused. A lot of like working families and students all lived down here, and I think that's still the case. yeah, It really hasn't changed that much in that respect. And uh, yeah, and, and I think that's the reason a lot of people worked over there, is like it was so close. It was such yeah. a quick commute, just hop down, go to work. I remember one time, my car wouldn't start. I lived, like I said, I lived uh, around the corner over here at those apartments. And uh, my car wouldn't start. And back when I started at the call center, um, a shift was like three or four people. Like, it was really small. And I had to call in my boss, and I was like, hey, you know, I can't, I can't make it, my car's not starting. And uh, his reply was, can't you just walk? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man I guess I could like it would take me like 45 minutes or something He's like all right I'll just I'll come pick you up like it really wasn't that far It wasn't that wow, big a deal. Crazy. Yeah, he came and picked me up and then I went down to work Damn. but yeah that that that's back when I had I don't know if you remember I had that old beige Isuzu pup pickup that had no air conditioner, no radio uh, and it was just like this really ugly beige color not too dissimilar from mm-hmm. this uh, table we're sitting at a little lighter than this. What came after that? After that, I got the Cavalier, that, that I green think Cavalier. I may have not known you when oh. you had that truck. I don't remember. That, that truck had this really—that truck had, like, 300,000 miles on it. I think it was a 1986 Isuzu pump, and um, it had, it was a manual transmission and had this really bad habit where if you were not very crisp in your shifting, like if you tried to kind of go in a straight line yeah. between second and third, the gearbox would just jam up. <laughs> and oh. you, Yeah, you'd have to, like, get under the truck and, like, smash the gearbox. No with, shit. Yeah, with, like, a wrench to get it to loosen up, and then you could shift again. Anyway— I remember one time I was driving here on Old Torf. I was coming out towards 35, and uh, the truck died. And I was like, oh, no. And it was like 5 o'clock. Like, rush hour was, you know, just kicking off. And I looked in the mirror behind me, and... The road was actually empty behind me, and it was, you know, stacked up in front of me, really full. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I can pop the clutch in reverse. So, I, like, I let off the brake, put the clutch in. The truck started rolling slowly oh. backwards down a hill. I put it in reverse, and I popped it, and it started. Oh. I was like, oh, my God, you can totally pop a clutch in reverse. And I pulled into the Lubies that was right over here. Mm-hmm. And right as I pulled into the Lubies, it died again. And I had to, like, <laughs> like, let it coast into a parking spot and parked it. And then, like, had to figure out, like, how to fix my fucking truck that wouldn't work anymore. Oh. Oh, I we, I feel like your tw- your
1: early twenties. It's just a, a series of car problems, yeah. one after the other, until you, I don't know, become good enough at fixing cars or make enough money to buy a car that doesn't need to be fixed every fifteen minutes. Um, I feel like a lot of our lives revolved around cars back then and yeah. fixing cars. Do you remember? I, I I that for some reason that jogged my memory of one of the smartest people doing the dumbest things.
2: Oh, I already know. God. I have
1: ever seen in my life. Yeah. We worked with a guy named George. Mm-hmm. And George was easily one of the most intelligent people I've ever met mm-hmm. uh, to this day. And I saw him a few years ago and he's still just like incredibly impressive as a human being. Really, really smart dude from Houston. And uh, he was in cars briefly. But the biggest thing George was into was saving money. Yeah, Like George read, uh, he, the a million- he read The Millionaire Next Door yeah. and it changed his life. Oh, and man. he decided he was going to, Live that life. And to my knowledge, he did. Like, he, I think he's very successful. I think he became the millionaire next door. Okay. I would be very surprised to find out he, he wasn't. Was,
2: he was very focused. Like, you yeah. know, for example, if we went out to get lunch at a subway, <laughs> uh, he would order a foot long. He didn't want to eat the foot long. He would eat six inches, then he'd wrap up the other six inches and save that for dinner. Because so he, the company paid for lunch. Right. So he would get a free dinner out of it. Right. So it was like lots of like what you would call like life hacks and like ways to like try to maximize your dollar.
0: Life hacks. And
2: I have, I have ever
1: like I would I would bet good money that George is probably more successful financially and better off than Gus and I. Oh, absolutely, probably put together, absolutely. Even with all of our rooster teeth success and you know, despite my many divorces, like even without that, I think George is probably still doing better than us. But one of the ways he wanted to save money was he decided he was going to change his own oil Uh because how hard can that be? So he changed his oil in the T&I parking lot. I think it was like an. I want to say it was like an Acura Integra he had maybe. I don't remember. Or was that Supra? I, I it don't might remember. have been an old Toyota Supra. I don't remember what kind of car it was. Anyway, it was like a, like a kind of a racy little car, uh-huh. and uh, he came in in pain and covered in oil, and we're like, "What's going on? What ha- what happened, George? George? Uh, he was like, "How hard could it be?" I, it was before YouTube, so he probably just like Google or would some explanation on how to do it, you, and uh, decided. That he was going to do, like, change the oil with the parts that he had in front of him. And, and he,
2: what he, he, he had just driven to work.
1: Just driven to work. Oh. Just just driven the to important work. important detail. Oh. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to forget that. Just oh. driven to work. So what George <laughs> did was George realized he needed some sort of a pan to catch the oil in, but he uh. couldn't find one. So he just grabbed a plastic, like, grocery, sh- grocery bag and held that up to catch the oil. So the car was hot because he'd just driven to work. So what happened was when he popped the plug and put up the uh the, bag. the, the trash bag, oh. uh, the oil immediately burned through it yes. and just coated him in hot, hot oil, sticky oh. burning oil. And he got I don't think he got like seriously burned, no, no, no. but it ruined his day oh. and it made our year. <laughs> I think we I mean here here we are 20 years later still still telling that story. Like once again, one of the smartest people I've ever met did easily one of the dumbest things I've ever seen that I can't imagine. I can't—I I don't know how he got there.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it all makes sense. It, it does all make sense until the oil's Until the oil's hot. Until if he had waited till the end of his shift, yep. maybe it would have been fine. Yeah. He was just too enthusiastic. Yeah, he just wanted to get it knocked out, start the day. You know, you talk about— Having, you know, car trouble and dealing with cars. I don't know if you're still this way, but to this day, anytime I'm driving down a road and there's construction and, you know, they have the shoulders closed, I get nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, what if my car dies right here? Uh, where am I going to go? There's nowhere to pull over. Because uh, like, for a long time, 35 right around here was like that, especially just south of here, going over towards Ben White. And, like, it was always a nightmare. It was always a fear of mine that my car was going to break down yeah. and I was going to be stuck. On 35, like on a highway with no way to get off of the road. It occupied, so, like, so. I, I, I guess most
1: people, this is the case in your early 20s, but it occupied so much of our lives. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. tr- dealing with shitty cars, yeah. saving up money, Do, having <laughs> to buy a $10 used tire because I popped a fucking tire and it's all I could afford, knowing that that tire wasn't going to last me more than another
2: fucking month. Do you remember the abandoned car at the T&I parking lot? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> sticker car? Whose car was that? I think it was. Can I say? I mean, say a we first can name. cut it
0: out if we have to. Say
2: a, say a first name. I think it was John, but there was this car that nobody took ownership of. Just one day in the parking lot of the call center, there was a car mm. that didn't move. It was obviously broken down, and it was there all told before the car finally left. It was there for probably close to 10 years, but it became the sticker car. Yeah. And any time you had a sticker, you would put it on the car. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it got to the point where it was more sticker than car. It yeah. was just like this abandoned car that was covered in every band sticker, every just wow. like bumper sticker, any sticker you had. AOL sticker, like awesome. anything. For the yeah. longest time, the windshield was respected. No one covered the windshield uh-huh. in the offhand chance that someone was going to so come and get that movie. car. Right. After a few years, it was like, all bets are off. Even the windshield was just like covered in stickers. And I, th- I think eventually, years later, we found out whose car it was. And he was just like, yeah, the didn't work. It was uh, gonna take more money than, you know, it was worth to fix it. So it's like, I eh, just just left it there, just abandoned it. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> should we? Can we talk about the code we have, or should we keep that secret? Keep that secret. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that guy, John. I don't know if you remember this. He had good uh, guy. We liked him a lot. Yeah, time. I like John a lot. Uh, he had his his brilliant idea. You know, he worked at the call center. He's like, I'm gonna make a lot of money. I've got this brilliant idea that uh, no one thought of before. <laughs> What's your idea, John? I'm gonna make a porn website. What? <laughs> and uh, what? his idea was that not that he was going to act in porn or anything but that just that he was going to be like a porn middleman that he was going to make a website uh-huh. and license porn and then let people watch porn on this website and he would run ads on it and he was it was going to make him a millionaire he said he'd already bought the domain for it and everything uh-huh. he was ready to go i was like he was very proud of it I, i'll double check i don't know if he owns it anymore or not really i was like what's your, what, what's your website going to be john SmutWarehouse.com. Oh, I
0: forgot. That—that
2: that sounds like a
0: rooster teeth joke. <laughs> like that sounds like something you guys would put into a video. Are you fucking kidding
2: me? He was so proud. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna make so much money with Smutwarehouse.
1: <laughs> Man, that was a great time to work in a tech company because. You know, it was kind of the Wild West. We talk about it a lot with how you know it's how Rooster Teeth was formed, obviously, but there were so many people with so many like everybody knew just enough about technology who worked there to be dangerous with it, mm. and there were so many people with so many half baked crackpot ideas that uh, they were so sure were going to take off. It was uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch everybody uh, uh, spin up and then spin down very quickly uh, their ideas.
2: Yeah. It uh I I don't think he ever did anything with. It. I think he bought it back then, you know, websites cost like $70 a year to register. So yeah. it's like a lot of fucking money. Uh so I don't know that he uh, he ever did anything with that should actually. Let me just look real fast. You look it up. Yeah, you're going yeah, look look to I'm going to go to spotwarehouse.com right. on my iPad and see uh While he while he's Margaret play this.
1: by play, this is good. While he's talking about that, I'll say that like we're talking about the the car stuff. Yeah. So I grew up uh like a a dirt poor kid in Alabama. Right. And I grew up uh in a very I would say traditional Southern family where uh, you- Website can't be found. You you make the most out of what you have. Right. Like you fix everything yourself. Mm -hmm. So like anytime I would have a car problem, I would call my grandpa and my grandpa would go, bring it on down, we'll fix it. And so uh, it was great because I got the bond with my grandfather, but I spent almost every weekend and half my days after school, most of my teenage years fixing cars. Mm Mm-hmm just trying to get them operational so that I could go to school or whatever, or help my grandpa change out a tire in his truck or whatever, or the brakes or rotors or fucking, and I hated it. I, I learned, and I learned very quickly that I, that wasn't the life I wanted uh, working on stuff. And so to me, success was, it, I will know I've made it when I have a car that I don't have to fix, yeah. that just works. Yeah. And that was like, that was like my benchmark for success in life, was just
2: getting a, a car that worked. I think that's a big one. We fucking nailed it. We got there eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, when I, talking about you know early cars. That Isuzu pup that I had. My my parents gave it to me when I was like seventeen. I remember they they gave it to me, and you know I I didn't have much either as a kid. I was very grateful for it. I uh, got into the cab for the first time and saw it was a manual transmission. I was like, my dad was there. I was like, but I don't know how to drive a manual transmission. He just looked at me and said, you'll learn and then turned around and walked off. Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> got it. Thanks, Dad. Wow. We are a lot nicer to our kids than our parents <laughs> were
1: to us, generationally. And I wondered if it was a mistake. Because <laughs> you figured it out, right? I did. He, <laughs> you he figured he the fuck it. out. It was like,
2: all right, I'm going to spend lots of time in our neighborhood driving around the block, figuring out how to drive this fucking truck so that we can go to the Burger King and get a Whopper. Yeah, like my grandpa,
1: like he literally taught my mom and my aunt and my my uncle how to swim by throwing them in the water. Yeah. They just been like, you'll... You're not going to drown. Yeah. And if, I guess if you if you do, then, you know, we, we have to cook less. I,
0: I learned to drive stick in a parking lot, in, like, a community college parking lot that day. I bought the car off my friend and then drove it from San Diego to Anaheim, like, within an hour of learning how to drive yeah. stick. Uh, which you, was fine on the freeway. Yeah, what's it was on the freeway. Until you get about halfway there and you realize, I'm going to have to exit, <laughs> and I'm terrified. Yeah. What the fuck am I about to do? But that, that was, I mean...
2: You made it. You made it. Yeah. I, uh, I drove that Isuzu pup down to Houston one time. Uh, it was, uh, Frank was living in Houston at the time, and I was going to go down and visit him. My, my other, uh, one of my other friends from high school, Ruben, was up here visiting me in Austin. And uh, so Ruben's Ruben. Ruben, how's Ruben doing? He's good. He's good. good. Um, he came up. Uh, we, were, we were at the apartment over here, actually, right off Riverside. And then uh, we were going to drive. The, he came up like on a f- one day. He spent the night. Then the next morning, we woke up early. We were going to drive down to Houston and uh Ruben did not know how to drive a stick so I had to do all the I had to drive down to Houston and we were tired like we'd stayed up late drinking or shooting the shit or whatever and I was really tired we were taking uh 71 down to I-10 to get to Houston and like on the other side of Bastrop on 71 I was like Ruben I can't keep my eyes open I can't I cannot stay awake I'm falling asleep here I was like can you drive he's like no I don't know how to drive a stick I can't I can't drive the truck and I said okay here's what I'll make you a deal I'm in the driver's seat. I'm going to close my eyes and take a quick nap. I'll leave my feet on the pedals. You reach over from the passenger seat and hold the steering wheel, and you drive while I take a nap. He's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. What? <laughs> what? So <laughs> I put my head down, and I start dozing off, and I fall asleep for just like, I don't know, a few seconds. What? Then I like open my eyes, and look up, and I look over at Ruben, and his hand's on the wheel, but his head's back, and he's no. snoring, <laughs> and he's asleep, too. <laughs> and I just go, like, Ruben, what are you doing? He woke up. I did not.
0: Reuben, no, our perfect system.
2: <laughs> we should have died. We should have yes. fucking died.
0: Reuben, how could you do this? How could you betray me? You're supposed to be a um, uh,
2: Oh my god. Yeah, I did not trust him to uh, to drive from the passenger seat anymore. After that, I don't
0: trust you to drive in the driver's seat. Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, that, that was a that was a bad choice. Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. What's up? We're talking about these T&I days, right? And uh, we're in the vicinity for sure. Uh, which, by the way, we, we talk about this all the time. We could have episodes and episodes of just tech support stories yeah. and just like shenanigans at T&I. But I want, I'm going to see if you can help me remember something real fast. It was out
2: I, either on this street
1: or down off of Montopolis. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to ask you. Uh, how did... Do you remember the sequence of events or the conversation? How did we start? Because you and I started making stuff almost immediately. Yeah. And then we had been going for a while. We were on our second website together and probably our 20th idea. Because we Gus and I had a lot of ideas that we tried to spin up that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. So at this point, like Ugly Internet had its entire life cycle. It died. We created Drunk Gamers. Drunk Gamers was on its way. At what point did Bernie start? working it was It was with Drunk Gamers. It was with Drunk Gamers. Yeah. I remember it was around Halo, but like, had we been going for a while? No, it was early. Had it been gamers like day one? It, it, was, it wasn't it, day
2: one. It was very close to day one. Like, I, we had spun Ugly Internet down and then we were starting up this next project with Drunk Gamers, and I think he had seen us make stuff already in the past, and I think he was trying to get in, he, he wanted to join in early with yeah. the Drunk Gamers stuff. Uh, so it was really early, and that's why we divided consoles up. That He used to do all the Xbox stuff, I would do all the PS2 stuff, and you would do all the GameCube stuff. So it was, it was really early on in the Drunk Gamer I do remember that, that he got involved in.
1: Because I remember, like, the first couple events we did, Conker's, Onamusha, he wasn't
2: involved in any of that. Correct. That was, like, building content up to start. Like, okay. that was all of our really, like, very first stuff. I don't think he was there. Like, like was he— I, I think we didn't have a website at that point. I think we were just starting to make the content. And then I think once—so he, he probably didn't see that because we were doing that, like, at our houses. I think once he saw us working on it at the call centers when he wanted to become involved.
1: You know what, the, what always drove me crazy about him? Back then, he was always so critical of my website design. <laughs> he hated. Do you remember when I made the
2: drunk gamers? Dude, had the, 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 the Donkey Kong, the, the Donkey Kong theme the banner image with the flaming Doctor Pepper. Yeah, it was all great.
1: He hated that. He always talked shit about it. <laughs> so good. I was always so proud of
2: that. I, I remember that was like, man, dinosaur times, right? Like Jeff designed that website, which I thought was great. I loved it. And then we used a, like a content management system called Movable Type. So it's like. Yeah. I had to take Jeff's design and then make it work in this content management system, which allowed us to, like, post and create, like, archives and categories and everything. Uh, it was a big learning experience, but it worked well. I thought we, we worked on movable type for a long time. I yeah. think we used movable type even when we first launched Rooster When we first launched com, I set up a movable type website for that. Mm. And that's how it worked at first until we had uh, the community site, like, a year in. But, yeah, there was a—shit, uh, you said something I want to talk about. Uh, drunk Gamers, Ugly Internet— movable type, yeah, um, Bernie. the yeah, early we, days. We had a, I think our first, the first time that he like started working with us, and I used working very loosely, aside from the call center, of course. Right, right, right. Uh, was and with, by the way, we were friends at this point yeah. and
1: stuff. I don't want to sound like we weren't. Like, no, no, we, no. We were hanging out and drinking and talking about movies and stuff. Yeah. Uh we just want creative partners. And
2: if you remember, I, uh, I had, we had, we talked about it about how I had that website, ShowMeTheMonkey the monkey.com. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the first time. He started, like, working on some of that stuff with us Is when he would, quote, unquote, hack it. He was, like, the first yeah. person to do that, to, like, get in and modify, like, the Flash files and, you know, uh, make things a little different on there. Yeah. Because uh, back then, when we would make these websites, we hosted them at the call center, on one of the call center servers.
1: x25.net.
2: Yeah, oh, hey, I don't know if we should say that, but, yeah. Well, it's just a domain. I don't know if it's theirs anymore. I don't know what it is. Well, it's... It was a, that was by the way that was a cool website. Yeah, our email addresses were you know whatever at x25.net. Yeah, I, I fucking love that email address. Yeah. That was a really cool email address. But yeah, it was uh, on on those servers that we would always because hosting a website was really ridiculously expensive, especially back then. So we everybody would had access to everybody's websites, right? So as a result, you know the managers all had root access on the server. So you just become like uh, go super user, get super user privileges, and then fuck with everyone else's website and everyone else's work. It was, a, it, was a, it was a big learning experience, and now you don't have to do any of that shit. I think about, <laughs> now you're just like, oh, Amazon AWS, cool, it's done. Right. There's just a million different ways to do all that stuff now. It's uh, it's way, way better now than it was back then.
1: What do you think, what was the first thing he made? It would have been a Halo tutorial?
2: Yeah. Uh, no, was that the first thing? No. Like something maybe with, like Randall Glass style, like I Warthog think, physics stuff, maybe? I think it was the Soldier of Fortune 2 beta. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that was the first thing he wrote for Drunk Ambers was like a, a write up about Soldier of Fortune 2 uh beta. God, he was such a funny writer. Yeah.
0: It was like a serious thing or like what what was it? I
2: think the angle the hook was uh <laughs> trying to show the that game to his wife at the time. Okay. He had this great bit where he would try to explain
1: stuff to his wife. Uh-huh. And it was all real. <laughs> I think for the most part. Like I remember him, like, it was just all about like, just trying like, to explain GG to her, right? Right,
2: yeah, just like Having a non-gamer sit down right. and look at like at the super serious FPS and get like their perspective on it, yeah. and just like you know try to write about that, and I thought it was it was a really good way to look at it, like a, like a very outsider look at you know something that we all take for granted. He was a really talented dude. I hope he does something with it again someday. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that was the first thing that he did uh, with drunk gamers. I want. am I'm, I'm pretty sure that was it.
0: Yeah. How long did drunk gamers
2: go for? Two years. Two years. I want to say two, two and a half years, or little, so.
1: somewhere around two and a half years, and then Gus and I. I think we made a joke that nobody got, and everybody got mad at us for. Yeah, everybody was pissed off. We we, we lost friendships over we. So briefly, what?
2: so like Jeff already kind of talked about this. How we would cycle through ideas, right? It's yeah. like this idea, this idea, shut this website down, make this. I think after two and a half years, we were ready to cycle on
1: that. That idea had run its course. Yeah,
2: we were. Right. Uh, you know, we we saw. Where it was going it really wasn't gonna get any bigger It wasn't gonna do anything else i was like all right let's let's just iterate let's just yeah. do something new. and we had
1: we had expressed our we had expressed what we wanted to through it you know we did the thing and then we it, was like, it was, it was all, just like it was all to go to e3 yeah
2: and you know we had a website we got to, we got to go to e3 for several years so done yeah next
1: yeah and so we decided to end it and the way we ended it was <clears throat> this is a little piece of austin history for you there was a guy who used to go around. I have no idea where he is. I hope, I hope wherever he is, he is healthy and doing well. He was a really lovely guy. His name was Tim Pipe, mm-hmm. and he was like a local Austin photographer who would go up and down Sixth Street, dressed up like as a, like a nineteen forties like newspaper man, like a little bowler like, hat, like a fedora, suppose, or like a yeah. bowler hat, and had like a press pass and like a suit on that was like a little bit too big for him. A really skinny, tall right. dude, and just really really engaging and really good photographer. And he had this old Polaroid that was like, I don't know, the size of like a full frame camera. It was like, it was like a full format camera. It was like huge. And he would go through and he would do like these almost like daguerreotypes. That's him. Holy shit, that's him. I found a picture of
0: him from 2008. Uh, and it is exactly what Jeff described.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, and, uh, we would go downtown so much that we'd see him
1: all the time. And he would just go, he would go in and out of bars and stuff and be like, hey, you want me to take your photo? Five dollars, give you a Polaroid. And you'd be like, yeah,
2: absolutely. And he would give you these black and white photos. Pre-smartphone camera
1: days. And I guarantee you, you've seen a ton of photos in Rooster Teeth history of Gus and I that Tim took. Mm -hmm. And, uh just a lovely dude. We became friendly with him and he actually shot my my, my second wedding. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, that was a cool bit and so he would just like, it, it was cool. He was a really cool dude. So we saw him one night at Casino El Camino and we had just made the decision to end Drunk Amers mm. and we were like, how do we tell the world? And we, Tim know, all, walked in. All 3,000 people who were right, reading Yeah, all 3,000, but 3,000 people, you know, we were, including like Zach and Bernie and a lot of people yeah. that were involved with it and uh, so we got Tim to take a photo of us just flipping off the camera like this. Oh, yeah. And then we just uploaded the photo and oh. went, like, it's over. I, I, don't remember. I, I think we wrote, wrote like, we're like we're fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, we're it done. Was fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Wow. We're done. And then we just thought that was funny, a funny way to end a, web s- a project. And everybody, without exception, was mad at us. Really?
2: Like, they thought it, was, could, thought it was aimed at them.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's an interesting thing. You learn a, a yeah. very early lesson we learned with online audiences, which if you express something to the ether, everybody attaches meaning to it. Yeah. Right? Everybody thought we were talking to them specifically. Okay. Like, why would you say fuck you to me? And I'm like... We didn't. Skylock. I didn't say fuck you to you or or Zach or whoever. It was there was a fuck you in there. There was one person. There was one person we were saying fuck you to in there, Uh, and they fucked off. (laughs) And uh, they, they were they were a wimpy little bitch anyway. But uh, but yeah, and, and 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 like it did damage, and I remember Gus and I had to like had to like do yeah. some had to like do some apologizing oh and my stuff God. to like rescue some upset friendships. And, oh, that's crazy!
2: And I was I was so surprised by yeah. that. It's a black and white photo. If you ever see like a black and white photo of a much younger version of both of us flipping the camera off, uh, I mean, I'm sure, on the, the internet film.
1: somewhere, I'm sure. But yeah, and I was that was a big lesson to learn because I really was surprised that people attached a real meaning to mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. moment. Because we, were, we thought we were just being kind of funny and pithy. That, right. I, I
2: will say we, we did very briefly, with Drunk Gamers, we did very briefly experience like an early bit of internet virality with that site. And uh, that was, you know, one of uh, the things we worked on with Bernie was when we did the Apple Switch parody. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was like a, a video we made in 99, 2000, summer of 2000. Parodying those Apple Switch commercials that had come out at that time. I remember those, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously pre YouTube, pre really yep. any internet video, we, uh, you know, made and uploaded this video. And, you know, very quickly it became incredibly popular mm-hmm. and was all over the place. And, uh, you know, really, I think that was our, our, our biggest reach with that website was that video, which went everyone. I still see it pop up every now and then, you know, various places. Uh, but that's the piece of content that kind of indirectly led to Rooster Teeth because after we made that like we made that uh, in august of either 2000 or 2001 i want to say it was actually 2001 uh and then computer gaming world wanted to put that on their cd that they distributed with their magazines but that they they contacted us right after we had done the fuck you thing (laughs) so we didn't have a website to point to so Bernie re-exported it instead of saying drunkgamers.com. He re-exported it to say com oh, at the end. Hell yeah. And that was the version they put in with the magazine. And then that was like, oh, okay, well now we got to do we got to make this red versus blue thing as our next project wow, because geez. it's going out in magazines. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I
1: didn't know that. That that was wild in a few in a few uh ways. One, we had n- I'd never done video production before and in that moment, and this is going to sound silly, but in that moment I found that I was funny. <laughs> because we were making something In the moment that we'd never done before, and we were throwing lines back and forth to each other for you to say, and everything was making everybody laugh. And I remember thinking, like, this is all really funny. And I'm like, oh my God, the thing I said was, like, Gus and Bernie both laughed, and we were friends. We've been making each other laugh forever. But there was something about doing it on camera, and it was even different from what we'd been doing in Ugly Internet and Drunk Gamers, which didn't feel like a real thing to me. Something about filming it, and like, it just, and like the bouncing around of jokes and ideas, it felt like, it felt like something I wanted to do a yeah. lot more of and I felt like I could be good at it, we could all be good at it. Um, and then also probably the most important thing, maybe even more important than the CDW thing which was a big deal, was we put that up on a Friday afternoon. I remember it took a little while to film because we knew we needed daylight balanced lights. So okay, I was I was going to tell know this story. Why. Okay. Okay. So uh,
2: I was I was not working at the call center at this time. I was working at my uh, yes, at yes. my office downtown and we were going to shoot this thing after work and uh, uh, Bernie had instant messaged me and said, hey, you need to pick up a blue light bulb for the shoot we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I went down to Holland Photo, which doesn't exist anymore. It was across from where the draft house South Lamar is now. Mm-hmm. I went down to Holland Photo, and I was like, I need a blue light bulb. And the guy gave me a blue light bulb, and I showed up to the t and warehouse. We filmed it in the warehouse at the call center. And I was like, why do we need a blue light for and Bernie was like, "Yeah, you know, we just uh, we need a blue light, you know, for for the shoot." It's like, "Yeah, but but why? Why this? Why this blue light? Why did I have to go to a photo store and buy right. this blue light?" It's like, "I don't know. You just need a blue light." And
1: Bernie was like, <laughs> "That's how dumb we were and how young I we were." Don't know.
2: Bernie had already made a college film at this point. Bernie <laughs> Matt had,
1: but he was like, "I I, was like, I honestly don't know. I just know we need it. It's something to do with the light." What?
2: Yeah, we were we, 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 we were we were like in our early to mid twenties. You know yeah, we, we had right. no idea about but anything. How
0: do you answer the question with "I don't know"? I just know we need it. That's insane. That's an insane answer to but that question. We got it. We got right, it. But did you need it? Yeah. Yeah. I think we did. I think
1: in the end, <laughs> we did. Yeah. For the white balance okay. on I was the camera. Say, we know do now. do you know why you needed it? Yeah, yeah we understand now why we need <laughs> it. Yeah. It but anyway, good. that was funny. Uh, That's just one of the moments where I remember, like, Bernie not being. Bernie's fucking. That might be the only time you ever said, I don't know. Yeah. In the, in the 25 years a, I've known him. I was going to say, that is really out of character. Bernie is, like, incredibly smart and capable and Uh quick-witted and you don't ever like he's never he's never not on his toes you know he doesn't he's never he never puts himself in a situation where he's not incredibly uh prepared right i'll say so it is one of the few moments where i've ever seen bernie say i don't know yeah but uh the crazy thing was we 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 ended up putting that up a little later on a Friday than we wanted to. Mm-hmm. We were trying to get it up early in the day, and then ended up going up like 8 p.m. or something because we had to wait for Gus to go get the I, photo. I was at work. He yeah. had to go to work, and he had to do a thing. And we were, it took forever to make. Yep. And then we put it up, and the thing that was crazy about it was we just posted it on Drunk Gamers, yeah. I guess?
2: Yeah, I think we... Uh, we- we didn't even see the torrent. We just uploaded it for people to download. Wow.
1: So, you know, pre-YouTube, pre-Facebook, yeah. pre-social media, pre-any way to share stuff outside of email and message boards. And the next day, Matt called Bernie and he goes, hey, dude, have you seen this thing that Gus is in? And Bernie's like, what are you talking about? Matt He's was like, in L.A. at the time. Matt was living in L.A. working in Hollywood. He goes, I just saw this video of Gus doing like an Apple Switch party. It's fucking hilarious. Do you have any idea about this? And Bernie's like, Matt, we made that yesterday evening. And Matt's like, how the fuck am I seeing it today? And we realized in that moment the power of the yeah. internet. Because nobody showed oh. Matt the way it got, the, I still to this day,
2: I have no idea how it got to Matt. It was like his computer IT person at the, the studio he was working at. Yeah, but how did it
1: get to that guy? Right, right. Like, it to made that its guy. way yeah. through word of mouth and email chain. Yeah. And then somehow, and we realized that Bernie's best friend in the world saw a video
2: Bernie made less than 12 hours after we made it uh-huh. without anybody telling him. Wow. So I remember now, we filmed that. August of 2002, because we had to have met Matt for him to recognize me. Yeah, and we'd already done we'd already done uh, E3 before, right? So that puts it we f- firmly in my mind. We definitely filmed that. So this is August of 2022. We filmed that probably around this time of the year, 20 years ago. Holy shit! Yeah, you're yeah, we right. are we you're are right. probably right at about the 20th anniversary of when we made that. Uh, right now, as we're as we're taping this podcast, <sighs> another
1: so, another thing I quickly learned is that if you. Create what you think is a clever idea, Uh within about five minutes. Sixty thousand other people will then also do that clever idea. Oh yeah! I remember like the switch parodies were like coming fast and furious a week later. Yeah, Yeah. there there
2: was the dude who wanted to. Fuck the Thunderbolt! That part. was
1: Ben Brown. I remember him. Yep, it's Ben Brown, who I think still lives in Austin.
2: Does he? Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Yeah. Uh it
2: was a uh, yeah.
0: We're uh, we're winding down. We're at like, can you believe that? We're like right around like fifty something. If you heard
2: audio texture a little while ago, I was throwing away the the, yeah. the, the yeah. delicious uh, coffee.
0: Me
1: and Jeff finished our coffees. Gus also. No, I took one sip and that yep. was it. This is it was, it was bad. <laughs> this is the part where the audience thinks we're just getting started. Did you? See, and then okay, Eric so you saw that, Eric right? makes a stop. I commented in that thread, but let me just go ahead and comment on camera too. This is the part where I'm getting tired. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> uh,
0: you commented something very out. thoughtful and very long, and you were like, here's the reasons, and I just wrote no. <laughs> they just said, make Anima 90 Minutes on like a like a Make America Great Again hat. Insane meme to use. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fucking dude, hey, you're nuts. Uh, I just wrote no, because I, that's all the discussion we need to have about it. You're fucking nuts. Okay, we're going to guess the name. Jeff, do you have a guess for
2: the name? Uh. But before you guess. I saw, uh, I think it was on the Rooster Teeth site. Okay. Somewhere. Uh, I, I want to say it was on Rooster Teeth. Someone said, what if, and, and, I, I'm, and I'm only telling this because it's not correct. Uh, what <laughs> if Anma itself, the letters, it's a visual meaning. Uh-huh. And it's like the skyline of Austin. Oh. Like, a, like the peaks oh, in each of the cool letters. Oh, uh, uh, And he kind of like wrote it out like yeah. using slashes and whatnot. No, that's not correct.
0: But I thought that was a really
2: cool idea. That's cool. Maybe we'll see yeah. if
0: Tony can make something we'll, like that. Yeah, yeah. We, we s- are we'll coming steal out of your idea soon, I think. Yeah. Um, what do you think? And I texted you a name that I know that it is. I'm right. So we're about to get it oh, name right. Oh, right. You, you, yeah. you swear I, you I text, know you're right. I texted Jeff the name and then Gus got mad at me that I texted yeah, you he what did, I think it is. Yeah, did.
2: you're supposed to reveal that on Mike. Uh, I am revealing it on he's Mike. About but you, to. you revealed it to him already. But yeah, yeah, but, but I he, already knows, he knows the name. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's, I don't give a shit. And, and I will say the reason that I texted it to him is because I knew I was going to forget and I had to go back and text yeah.
1: <laughs> He was late, living a bookmark for future Eric. Another midnight atrocity. Okay.
2: No. no. No?
1: No.
0: The name, Anma, the name of this podcast is Austin Manana. Oh, no. Fuck! <laughs> So good though. That is
2: good. That is that it is really good. not no, so good. It's not. It
0: has everything. It has the a and the n in the first it word. Does. It has English. Spanish. I didn't
2: say it necessarily has Spanish. Oh my god. Said... He heavily inferred. Yeah, no, no, no kidding. No, 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 yeah, He no, did.
0: No. I can't believe that's not the fucking name. It's got the little ny It's good. I like that.
2: God an- damn it. <laughs> it doesn't work.
1: <laughs> here's what I exp- Here's what I fully expect to happen. We're going to do this podcast until we run out of shit to talk about, yeah. like another month. So I think we've got another twenty episodes in us. Okay, cool. Or Good. or more, maybe yeah. 50, maybe a hundred. Who knows? Yeah, I think uh, uh,
0: I think maybe we could be the podcast that actually ends at this company, but who knows?
1: <laughs> we uh, we're gonna go through the entirety of this show. Yeah, and then never get it. And yeah. then on the last episode, Gus is gonna reveal that uh, he made up the part where he, <laughs> it actually had a name, and it's never been any. No,
2: that's why. If you remember. I intentionally went out of my way to register the domain name. It's true. He did. Ah, Oh, that is this. That is true. That way way people couldn't say I stole it from an upcoming idea or that I never had it to begin with. So the the domain name was registered. I forget when. We talked about it. At some point, I did register it just to cement it that it is there. That is something, uh, if you don't know
1: Gus well, you learn pretty quickly. Gus covers his ass. Yep. Yep. 100% of the time.
2: I learned Uh, that at my job after uh, the call center. Yeah, you did. God, that place. Good work. (laughs) Cover your ass all Uh, the time. I will say this
0: is episode 15. Episode 16 will be our next episode, and then we'll have a two-week break because we're a seasonal podcast. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I'm realizing like we were looking to like pre-record and try to get ahead on episodes and everything, and it doesn't matter because we're going to have two weeks off.
1: We're going <laughs> to have two weeks off. <laughs> it, yeah. So it doesn't matter. So Jeez, we're
0: good. It's good. So we, don't have, we can do one on Friday if you want to and skip Monday, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, either way. Um, I don't give a fuck. You guys can follow us at Anima Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Well, I t- you, I you can see the tree. You can or, see, or, or, the, you can see the, the tree that Jeff's oh, post. Oh,
1: I forgot to... Sorry, yeah, you, you want to see up. how old?
0: Yeah, let's see how... I said 450 years, and then I also tweeted 400, about 450 years. All right, it's, uh, here are uh, some of the
1: best guesses I got. Okay, he's just looking, uh, he's just looking replies. for replies. Yeah, 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 the yeah. best guesses are the ones that agree with no, me, I'm going yeah. to that top. Ben Davis, 375. Okay. Eric Badour, 450 years. Yep. Uh, Katie Ward, Jack's wife, says, I want to say about 50 years old. No. 50? O- no older than Gus and Jeff combined by right. Mark Mitchell. Uh, Blood Kruznik says 19. These uh, are the best guesses? These are just. I'm just going These are down the line. Terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, so we were right.
2: Speaking of social media, about Fitty, yeah. Okay. I saw Needle Burrito tweeted at us the other day. I saw that too. We should talk about. Uh, Did you talk to him? I, I just replied uh, to the tweet. It was weird. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I love that dude, but it was weird. It was one uh, of the original uh, mods. Oh, at really? Ritchie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. The first place I ever played the Xbox Live beta was at his house. Yeah. Wild. Um,
1: well, also, cool thing about him, we had a drunk gamers meetup. Uh-huh. For the first time we ever did a fan meetup, mm-hmm. well, not fan community meetup, and he and a dude from Dallas showed up. They were the only two people to show yeah. up, and we were friends with those guys. F- still to this day, I would consider Nito mm-hmm. a friend. Um, Love both those dudes, and uh, so that was Nito Brito, uh, the very first community member we ever met in person. I guess very
2: cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Are we going to go with the whole episode
0: before like you not doing like the intro
1: thing? Oh, I totally forgot. Uh,
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Uh, Before we leave, good morning, Gus. It's 2 o'clock.